NMS Labs is an international forensic and clinical reference laboratory that is unsurpassed in its scope of toxicology tests, accuracy of results, scientific expertise, and innovation. Our state-of-the-art headquarters includes clinical, forensic, and research facilities, a dedicated and secure crime laboratory, and is staffed by more than 350 highly trained professionals. NMS Labs is passionate about promoting public health and safety, and we're proud to bring you our thought-leading podcast, NMS Intelligence. Welcome to NMS Intelligence, an exciting new podcast series from NMS Labs. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation with another trailblazing innovator. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Donna Papson. Donna is a forensic toxicologist at NMS Labs. Donna, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Donna. Could you first start by giving us a 10,000-foot overview of what you guys do at NMS Labs? NMS Laboratories is a forensic and clinical toxicology lab based in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania, and we provide toxicology testing for a variety of biological specimens for many different things, mostly recreational prescription drugs, and we provide that testing for clients such as medical examiners, law enforcement, hospitals, and other reference laboratories. Perfect. Thank you so much. And then could you take a couple of minutes here and tell the audience what you do in your role at NMS Labs? So my role as a forensic toxicologist, my primary responsibility is the review of analytical data generated in the testing of biological specimens for prescription drugs, recreational substances, and anything else. I review those results and then I provide reports to clients and then I I'm responsible for the interpretation of those results in different medical legal investigations, such as what role a drug has in someone's driving performance or what role they have in someone's death. In addition, I'm also responsible as a co-leader of the NPS strategy team dedicated to novel psychoactive substances or NPS and what we'll talk about today. Perfect. You set me up perfectly, Donna. What are NPSs and how are they different from other drugs that are abused? NPS, or novel psychoactive substances, are substances which have emerged onto the recreational drug market, which are either chemically modified from current drugs of abuse and or more frequently compounds that were investigated for pharmaceutical research for alternatives to certain drugs such as morphine or marijuana and have now been repurposed for recreational abuse. Perfect. What's so special about these kind of drugs? These drugs are appealing or special and they're appealing to recreational users because they act on the body similar to other abuse substances. They're widely available due to the internet. They also can occupy a legal gray zone so they may not fall exactly into regulations. And more commonly, when people use these substances, they fall outside of routine toxicology testing. So they circumvent that drug testing. Interesting. Do these drugs have a different lifespan than other drugs? They can, and it varies per drug. And sometimes these can be longer, and sometimes these can be very short. What we have seen happen in the past is that a drug emerges onto the recreational market and there's a gap in time between emergence and detection by toxicological assays because these assays take time to develop and then validate. 
once we have those tests available to detect these new substances, there's a period of time where we can detect them in biological specimens. And then there's basically this data set that these substances are being detected in people. And then this typically prompts legislation. And in response to that legislative action, either home or abroad, often a substance drops in popularity and then a new one emerges. So then we have to cycle back and start to the beginning of building a new test. So sometimes a substance is only on the market for a period of months, which is difficult for a toxicology laboratory to stay on top of because we're building these tests and the tests are only relevant for a small period of time. Wow. How does the average person get access to this kind of information so we know what to be on the lookout for? Well, we spend a lot of resources trying to figure out what's out there. A lot of it is communicating with other drug monitoring agencies, which maybe not the average person will be able to do. But there's also reading the literature, reading conference proceedings, attending conferences related to the drug monitoring community, looking at seized drug casework and toxicology casework. And what can be very interesting is reading drug user forums and chat rooms. Really interesting. So are you working with law enforcement and hospitals? Is that who you're looking to educate as opposed to the end consumer? Yes, those are certainly two agencies that we want to make sure we communicate what we are finding, as well as medical examiners, local and federal governments. It's important for everyone to understand what's out there so we can develop an approach to dealing with the substances. And then educating the end users who may or may not know what they're using. If you're ordering from the internet, you probably know, assuming that the manufacturers are giving you what you are expecting to get. But there are other times when people think they're getting something, but then are getting something else. Like, for example, they think they might be getting heroin, but really they're getting cyclopropyl fentanyl, which can increase the risk to those end users for an adverse event like overdosing. Got it. Donna, can you provide insight as to how these drug trends are popping up as increased usage and decreased uses regionally and across the nation? Sure. So really what we have here is a public health concern in regards to MPS. So what we've been trying to do more recently is track the emergence in time and geographic location for these substances. So then we can provide more information to various agencies, such as the laboratories, emergency personnel, law enforcement, medical examiners, hospitals. Also, they know what's happening in their area. For example, we have reported over 123 methylfentanyl cases between 2016 and 2017 in Pennsylvania, and mostly in Pennsylvania. That information is helpful for Pennsylvania agencies to know that this substance is out there because if they have a suspicious case that isn't positive for routinely seen opiates, they need to consider testing for this substance. In addition, this information should get out to the public because recreational users who may or may not know what they're getting may be purchasing the adulterated or substituted product, which again will increase the risk of adverse events to them. What is it that makes NMS Labs a leader in this area? Well, at NMS, we have decided as a company priority to dedicate the resources to stay on top of these emerging substances. As part of this position, 
this includes staying abreast of any NPS trends and emerging substances through the meeting, literature, and media reports. We communicate with the other agencies, including any other drug monitoring agencies who do seize drug casework or toxicology casework. We identify and then develop testing needed to make sure that our testing is up to date for any of these newer substances that are coming out. And then we also evaluate to make sure that our tests are what the clients need. And in addition, we also try to engage in educational opportunities so that people understand why this testing is needed and why it's relevant. NPS testing really requires constant attention, assessment, resources, and updating, and NMS has made that commitment to do so. I mentioned law enforcement and healthcare entities. How does the information that you develop benefit those type of organizations? So it's really important our responsibility to communicate to law enforcement and healthcare because they are affected by what's out there. Law enforcement may encounter individuals who are under the influence of these substances, who may be out on the roads endangering others and themselves, and routine testing most likely won't pick up these drugs, and then you can't prosecute these individuals for impaired driving. So law enforcement needs to know what is out there and that additional specialized testing may be needed in certain cases when routine toxicology is negative or does not support their observations. And healthcare officials need to know the same kind of information because they may be encountering these individuals when they come into the emergency departments and their treatment might be altered depending on what substance may be involved. Or again, their routine toxicology may be negative, and really it's one of these NPS that is causing the issue. Perfect. Donna, from your vantage point, what do you see for the future related to NPSs? Well, what I hope for is a greater public understanding that NPS is a public health concern, and there is a need for a coordinated, multifaceted approach from different agencies to combat NPS. Consistent, sensitive, and comprehensive toxicology testing is needed and should include the most relevant popular substances. With this, we can get a better understanding of the true scope of the issue, but without it, there will continue to be an underestimation of the problem as well as opportunities to exploit the loopholes. And if there continue to be loopholes, then I fear that the problem will continue and more people will be at risk for these substances. Well, I, for one, am glad you're out there. I'm so glad to be a part of this new podcast. I want to take this time to thank the great folks at LMS Labs for creating NMS Intelligence and helping to make this podcast happen. While we have your attention, go to www.nmslabs.com. See what other great things they're doing in addition to helping combat illegal drugs. Donna, it's so great to have you on the show. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. That wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Donna Papson, I'm Joe Lavelle. We'll see you soon on NMS Intelligence.